Welcome to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holtzworth. Over the next hour, you'll discover how to feel better, look better, and get questions answered to bring out your own glow. Make sure to stay tuned for the whole show as there will be a Q&A at the end of today's episode. Now, here is Carolyn Holdsworth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow and Tell. So happy that you're here. I'm Carolyn Holdsworth. And today, as always, I'm joined by Victoria Valinsky, our executive producer. Hello. Good morning, Carolyn. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Today's going to be such a fun show. We are excited to do what we're calling a Q&A with Carolyn. It's Ask Carolyn about skincare, beauty, um, products, application techniques, just all sorts of things that have been relating to um, getting your glow on and things we've been talking about for the past month. And we've just been getting so many questions. We felt like we wanted to devote a show to this before we get too much farther in the season. Oh my gosh. So right. So today really, we're going to go through the mailbag. We have so many questions, Cool. but Carolyn, before we dive in, I have been wanting you to tell your story because it's so juicy. So if you could just tell us your journey to becoming a skincare expert and how did you end up owning Nurture Spa? Thank you. Well, that's, that's funny because I get that question probably more than anything. And it's a long story that I'll abbreviate for sure. I was um, always fascinated with makeup as a kid. My mother um, played with makeup a lot, worked with makeup in drugstores and behind the beauty counter. And I was always inspired by her passion for makeup, her um, passion for for looking great and always looking her best. And um, worked in the corporate world, worked on the marketing side in the beauty business for about half of my career and doing a little bit of product development, a little bit of marketing for for big famous brands that we all know and many of us probably use, and really loved my career in in marketing, product development, also did a lot of licensing of different national brands. And I I got to the point where although I was I was very happy, I didn't feel content like mm. I felt that I should feel feel in my career. Right. And I just kind of let my mind start wandering and dreaming a little bit. And there's that expression, what would you do if you could do it for free? You know, what yep. would you do for, what would your job be if you would, if you didn't need to get paid for it? And that was a very difficult question for me to answer. And I, um, at that same point, as I was kind of pondering and asking those big questions, I decided to take myself on a vacation alone, which was a very scary thing to do. But I figured, why not? Let's give this a shot. And instead of traveling to Europe or, you know, going to a beach and being alone for five days, I decided to go to a spa because it was a controlled oh. environment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was going to give me activities. I would kind of be forced to meet people rather than being in some other random city or destination and being, you know, table for one every right. single night. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it would just be a little, sa- a bit of a safer space for me. So long story short, I went to a place called Rancho La Puerta, which is in Tecate, Mexico. It's Ugh, um, just outside beautiful. of- Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's just outside mm-hmm. of San Diego, and it's regarded as the oldest spa in North America. And it's a really beautiful place. It's um, kind of a more casual spa. I was really mm-hmm. excited about the environment because it's not pretentious. But it is very luxurious in terms of the quality of the service, the quality of the um, the food, the treatments. 
the everything about it was just very, very special. And while I was there, I had an aha moment. I was so blown away by the experience I had, the service I received by the therapists, by the staff, and just how I felt after being treated that way that I thought, my gosh, I would really love to make people feel like this in a local mm -hmm. community. Maybe mm -hmm. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of the journey. And from that vacation to the doors opening in New Hope, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. um, it was four years. And, you know, in a whole other, in, in another session, in another podcast, <laughs> we could talk about the details of how that came to be, because I would have never thought that I could have pulled it off. But um, I did, thankfully, and it's been one of the very best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I could not be happier every day to go to work, which doesn't even feel like work, and to help people feel their best, be their best, look their best, um, help them fix problems that, you know, I wish I was able to, you know, receive help with years and years ago. Right. Because, you know, back when I was growing up in the in the 80s, early 80s, mid, mm -hmm. late 80s, there, you know, I wasn't going to a spa. I didn't have an esthetician right. to to talk to about my skincare issues. I didn't, I, I didn't have those go tos. There wasn't mm -hmm. social media. There weren't podcasts. People weren't talking about these types of things back then. It was probably yeah. expensive too for people who were going to spas back then, right? Oh yeah, from from everything I understand, back in you know the seventies, eighties, et cetera, the spas were for you know the elite, for the wealthy. Um, and they were extremely special experiences, you know, mm -hmm. very um, you didn't you didn't go to them every day, basically. And um, along with all of this, as I was growing up, I was a kid with really terrible acne. Mm -hmm. I had I had cystic acne. And again, because, you know, I didn't have anybody to to go to and lean on for mm -hmm. how do I fix this? How do I manage this? I just kind of was covering up my acne with concealer and making mm -hmm. things worse and picking at my face and. You know, I don't want to get too too grody here on no, the show, but um, because I I went through this personally, it created a real personal passion for skincare, and I love helping people fix problems. And you know, the best estheticians don't necessarily have these stories like I do. You don't have to have bad skin and have overcome it to be a great esthetician. But you know, I do think there's something to that to being mm -hmm. able to really relate to the client who is struggling with an issue, have that compassion. And I'm, you know, I will always be extremely motivated to help that person because I was that person. Exactly. And yeah, so I, I tr I've tried a lot of things over the past, you know, 35 plus years. And mm -hmm. um, I'm learning new things every day and trying new things every day. I am my I'm the the guinea pig number one at the business, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I can't wait to get into specifics today because I know we've got so many questions about skincare, about using devices on your skin, mm -hmm. from aging skin to routines. So I I'm psyched to get into this. Oh my god, so am I? Because Carolyn, there's so much information out there, and because there's so much, how do you know what's right and what's wrong? Right. Yeah, it's, so, it's it's confusing. It's really mm -hmm. confusing. And um, yeah, what I'm going to try to do is just keep it simple and talk about what has worked for me and mm -hmm. what has worked for my friends and my clients, of course, at Nurture Spa. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. It's A lot of it's trial and error, but at least you got to start trying. That's exactly. step one. Exactly. And this goes into our first question. Okay. So we have, how do I know my skin type? 
So that's that's a very broad question, obviously. <laughs> and we've all heard of, you know, the different skin um, classifications, normal, dry, combination, oily, that sort of thing. Um, it's it's difficult for me to diagnose or speak in generalities about that, but I will give you some suggestions on how someone can figure out their skin type. Um, if you wake up in the morning with a very oily sheen to and oily to the touch on your skin, mm -hmm. you probably ha are heading more towards an oily diagnosis, an oily skin condition. Mm -hmm. If your skin is, I'd say, fairly normal, not oily, not dry, but by the middle of the day, your nose, your T-zone area is shiny and kind of oily, you're probably in that combination category. Okay. If you're never feeling oil on your skin, you are probably normal to dry. And if you are the person who, um, upon waking up in the morning, if you're seeing a lot of, um, I call it depletion, but mm. a depletion of moisture and a lack of hydration and your fine lines, if you have them, are even more noticeable, you're probably on the drier side. Uh, so the best way to classify, the best way to figure out your skin type is really mm -hmm. to go talk with an esthetician or okay. talk with someone behind a makeup counter or a beauty counter in a Sephora and an Ulta or a department store. But generally, those descriptions can help classify you. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is throughout the year, as the seasons change, all of those conditions can can alter. They can all shift depending on what's going on environmentally and also mm. depending on what we're putting on our skin. We can really you know, we can exacerbate a positive condition or exacerbate a negative condition. Right. Can, is it possible that say in the morning you wake up with oily skin by end of the day, you have dry skin. Is that the combo that you were talking about? It it, it can be. Yeah. It's usually okay. more in the reverse. You normally start off a little bit drier and then you, you know, shine up mid to late day if your combination, okay. but um, it similar, similar to what you described. Interesting. Okay. So you keep talking about morning, night. So what is a proper order of skincare? And would you say that someone should use the same products in the AM versus the PM? What's your advice there? Well, the answer is no. You should likely in an ideal world have different products for day and night um, because the products that are made for application in the, in the evening are meant to really treat the skin and help to fix a problem. Mm -hmm. And when our body is is at a state of rest, when we are sleeping, that's when all the healing occurs, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just healing for our skin topically. It's healing for our body. It's healing for our organs. It's healing for our brain. So the products that are made for evening application for the nighttime are really, you know, those are the, those are the power players. And they're coming in to really, to fix an issue, to work on hydration, work on moisture, work on, you know, attacking that blemish. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely different products morning and night. Um, before I continue, it looks like we have a caller on hold. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, hello, Julia from Tulsa. You're on Glow and Tell. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi, we're glad you're here. So um, I am a 65-year-old woman. I have never been to a spa. And for my last birthday, I received a $250 gift certificate to a very fancy spa in Tulsa. Um, I don't know. I, I'm intimidated to even go into the spa um, because I'm, I'm just not someone who knows anything about what's happening in there. Mm 
I don't know what services to ask for. I I don't know, like, if I decide to get a massage, am I supposed to get totally naked? (laughs) I I mean, I have so many questions, (laughs) and I'm just, I'm scared to use my gift certificate. Oh, gosh. Uh, Of course, of course. Julia, I'm right there with you. I went to my first spa, I think, two weeks ago, and I asked that exact same question. And I went up to the person. I was like, excuse me, sir, do I get fully naked? And he's like, yes, yes, you do. Please yeah. carry on into the room. <laughs> yeah, we get we get that question all the time. And Julie, your questions are completely, they're very normal and very, very common. So first of all, I would, um, I'm just going to answer that. What do I do on the massage table question? We always say at Nurture, undress to your comfort level. I will say probably more than half of our clients do take everything off. But at any reputable spa, you are always fully covered you know, draped very modestly throughout the entire service. So um, it's your comfort level. If you want to leave some underwear on, please do. If you're um, if you're comfortable taking them off, you know, that's great also. Um, in terms of what to do at the spa, without knowing you personally, it, it's kind of tough to give a specific recommendation. But if it were me, I would I would get a massage and I'd probably get a facial. And I would speak to the person that's booking the service for you when you call up. So um, someone in customer service, a concierge, receptionist of sort, and I would go for their most popular facial, which is probably a European style, more traditional facial. It's nothing using medical devices or anything of that nature. It's going to involve a really wonderful skin analysis something that we're trying to do here, uh, you know, on the podcast, but the the esthetician will diagnose what's going on with your skin, pull the products, use the products that are best for your skin that day. And you'll experience, you know, wonderful deep cleansing, lots of exfoliation, lots of massage, and you'll get some recommendations as to what will keep your skin healthy after the facial ongoing. And um, I think, I mean, once you have a facial, you will keep coming back for them and you'll see the difference it can make in your skin. And if you're, you know, I would say to try a massage, especially if the facility you're going to is known for massage. But if you're a little trepidatious, do a shorter massage. Don't do a really long one. And, you know, you don't have to use the gift certificate up all at once. If doing two services in one visit sounds like too much, just do one and see how you feel and then go back for another one. So if I, if I get a facial... And um, at the end of the facial, she sells me some stuff that would I can use at home. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever need to have another facial? Can't I just use this stuff at home? Well, yeah, that's a great question. Home care, I always say, and I actually preach, is is the most important thing you can do for yourself. It's more important than getting facials if you had to pick one or the other. But visiting a spa and meeting with a professional licensed esthetician a couple times a year at least is excellent for achieving, for determining that baseline of what is happening with your skin and what your skin needs. Because without doing that, it's really tough to figure out the right products to use. And the last thing I want anyone to do is to be using the wrong, pro- wrong products, wasting products, and also having an expectation that something's going to happen and then it doesn't. And it's simply because you were using the wrong item. That makes okay, sense. Thank you. I'm enjoying listening to your show. Oh, thank you so much. And the last thing I'll say is I, I can appreciate that spas can be intimidating if you have not ever been to one, but we love questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions when you're on the phone making those appointments. Nobody is expecting clients to know 
anything when they come into, into the spa, into the salon. So don't be afraid to ask questions. The last thing we want you to feel is uncomfortable in the space. We want you to feel comfortable. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Man, what a great question. I know. We Julia. get that a lot. We yeah, yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah. There's and uh, like I said, I really don't want people to feel intimidated, but I get it. It's a new experience, you know? It, it it's is. it's like trying anything new, but but questions questions are important. So ask them. Don't be See, afraid. That makes me feel better because I was intimidated. I walked in. I didn't know that you get a robe and a you know, slippers, your own locker, and then I didn't know where to go after I got undressed. Which yeah. way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Well, like a man. A lot of places, you know, usually guide you through that experience. Mm -hmm. um, but if they haven't, then ask the questions because, the, you know, we want you to be relaxed when you're in that moment. You don't want to have anxiety about where am I going next or what should I wear or what do I do? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Asking questions. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. Perfect. Okay. So this brings me to another really quick question. Sure. So is there a specific way to apply products? So, you know, do I really need to massage them into my skin? What do you think? What kind of advice would you give? Absolutely. Most products are applied with your fingers, with your hands, and actually using pressure and emulsifying products and really pushing them into your skin. And we've talked about this online, massaging them into your skin rather mm -hmm. than just kind of wiping them on makes all the difference. In particular, when we're talking about cleansing the skin, um, I'm a big believer in cleansing twice. In okay. the industry, we call it double cleansing. So it's literally using your product, washing your face, rinsing it off, and then doing that again. The first pass is taking off makeup, obvious dirt, um, dirt that's not so obvious. And the second cleansing is really getting into those pores and cleaning out those pores. So, um, but using your hands and yeah, being slightly vigorous and using a little pressure, absolutely. It's going to make all the difference in penetrating the product. Interesting. Okay. So can you kind of go through, uh, you know, the play by play? Is it cleanser? What's what product is next? So cleanser, some, some estheticians, some um, professionals will recommend a toner to balance out the pH. The next step would be any sort of serum. And we can talk a little bit more about what serums do, but serums are the products that packed pack the most punch, I like to say. They have the highest percentage of concentrated ingredients targeting the issue that the serum is for. So if you've got a hydrating serum, it's going to have more hydration properties in it than, say, a hydrating moisturizer. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'm being told that we need to stop and go to a quick break here. So we're going to take a moment, go to a quick break, be right back, and we'll continue that conversation about application. Oh, we'll be right back on Glow Intel. Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Glow and Tell is the new provocative podcast from beauty expert, spa owner, and product junkie, Carolyn Holdsworth. The Southern-raised entrepreneur will share her unvarnished opinions on self-care and all things that are meant to glow, inside and out. Carolyn will be joined by guest experts who will go deep, and listeners will discover and discuss plenty about what they see and feel in the mirror each day. Questions and answers will wrap each podcast with no topics out of bounds. Don't miss Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth. Got a question or want to share a story with Carolyn or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can also send an email to Carolyn at carolyn at glowandtell.net. Now back to the show with Carolyn. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Glow and Tell. I'm Carolyn here with Victoria, our executive producer. And before we get back into talking about skincare, talking about products, I did want to mention um, the guests that we have coming up over the next couple of weeks because we have some amazing shows ahead. Next week, we have Barb Steinberg, licensed master social worker, who is going to come here and talk to us about teen girls and there are lots of things happening with teen girls and their image and their skincare. And I know moms are facing more than they've ever faced in their lives in lives in terms of parenting teen girls these days and what's going on with them physically, of course, and emotionally. And Barb is a teen life coach, and we're going to talk all about that next week. And the following week, we're going to have Farah Reed, who is a seasoned hairstylist and hair colorist, and we're going to dive into hair care hair loss, supplements, how to how to deal with these changes that go on as we enter different decades. So we've got a couple of great shows ahead of us. So be sure to tune in. Oh my um, gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait for Barb and Farah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be awesome. So um, before we went to break, we were talking about the order of application of products. We left off with serums. So serums are going on right after um, toner. So cleanser, toner, serum. And you can use multiple serums. I use multiple serums for different conditions. And if you are going to use a couple different ones, you want to start with the thinnest first and the thickest at the end before your moisturizer goes on. So serums go on always before moisturizers, then your moisturizer. And if it's daytime, then we'd want to apply a sunscreen after that. Um, If it's nighttime, no sunscreen necessary. But that's the order of application. Cleanser toner, serums, moisturizer, sunscreen. Sunscreen, and then obviously then your makeup, right? Exactly. Makeup goes on top of sunscreen. Yep. Sunscreen's always your last step. Exactly. Perfect. Okay. So this kind of leads me to the next question. Mm -hmm. Does your skincare routine change with the seasons? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that we're asked all the time, primarily because clients are coming into the spa and complaining about a big shift that happened with their skin. Suddenly they're flaking all over. 
Um, suddenly they're extra oily if they're if it's a hot, super hot summer or very humid summer. Remember, our skin is an organ. It's always changing. It's living. It's breathing. And what we put in our body and on our body is going to affect it dramatically. So it is important, to, just like you change your wardrobe, you know, mm-hmm. with the seasons, take a look at your skin and don't expect it to be reacting the same as it does season to season, especially if you live in a cold climate. Like I live in Pennsylvania where I get four full seasons and right. we it gets cold, cold. It gets hot, hot. And um, I've not lived here my whole life, but since I've lived in the Northeast, I've realized, wow, I really do have to use a different cleanser when it's super cold in January and mm-hmm. very, very dry. Um, using a foaming cleanser, for example, will actually feel depleting to me and will make my skin feel drier in the dead of winter as opposed to July, where it's humid and very warm outside, where I can use a lighter, say, foamier cleanser. Mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely, you should be using different products if your skin is having, you know, a reaction of some sort. If if you live in a climate that's quite temperate and doesn't change a whole lot season to season, that's probably not necessary. What I always recommend for clients as well is put the product away and pull out the new product for that season, your, your alternative product. Don't throw things away. Mm. Most likely, if you're using them within a year or sometimes two years, it's not going to expire. So you're not wasting anything. You're just going to set it aside, pull out, say, that more emollient cleanser, the milky, creamier cleanser for winter, and save that foaming um, cleanser for summer. Oh, interesting. No, I love that. I love that you say change it up as you change your wardrobe to the season. Yeah, absolutely. And another recommendation um, from a professional standpoint, if you're not sure what to to use on your skin as it changes, that's a great time to go in and check with your esthetician, um, get a facial. And even if you're not getting a facial, go to a spa that you trust and have a conversation with an esthetician about products. You can purchase, you know, recommended products from your local spa, from your local esthetician without getting a service. We love to talk about products because, it's your home care that makes all the difference, as we were saying earlier to our caller. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what you do day in and day out. A facial, even if you're getting facials monthly, it's 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 a small it's a small contributor to the overall health and wellness of your skin compared to what you're doing every single day at home. So then, you know, we're focusing on the face. Right. Would you say that you need to treat the neck differently than the face? Um, well, you know, I wouldn't say it differently. I would treat it the same. And okay. unfortunately, a lot of us forget to carry the products down to our neck. And I'm also going to include the decollete. Especially as we age, we um, we show the signs of aging on the neck and the decollete, oftentimes in a more dramatic way than we might anticipate. And that's because we've forgotten about those parts of our body for all those right. years prior. Um had I been told this when I was in my 20s and my 30s, I probably would have you know, carried my sunscreen down my neck and down mm-hmm. my decollete, and I wouldn't have the sun damage, the discoloration, the the wrinkling, the crepiness that I do sometimes. Right. So yeah, for someone that is starting out and trying to be consistent with their skincare routine, take all the products all the way down. That means cleansing your neck, your decollete, exfoliating those areas as well. And then taking those serums and wiping them, you know, really pushing them into the skin all the way down the neck decollete, all the way through the sunscreen. Interesting. And what about the back of the hands? Because I noticed that showcases aging as well. It does. It's another one of those areas that kind of 
you feel like all of a sudden you look down at your hands and you don't think they belong to you anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And, and a big part of that, Vic, is because when we were driving, you know, if you think of, you know, driving school, you're holding the the steering wheel at 10 and 2. Oh, right. For those of us that are in the car a lot, your, your hands are just getting beaten by the sun, right? Mm -hmm. So um, remember to put a little sunscreen on the top of your hands. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be at a minimum, whatever's left over on your hands after applying it to your face, but take one more application and just wipe it on the top of your hands, really rub it in well. That's going to help. Um, there are also, you know, some nighttime products that can be used on the top of the hands, nighttime products that fight the signs of discoloration and aging like a retinol. Um, retinol, which is great for, it's a chemical exfoliant that's great for working on discoloration, firmness, and fine lines and wrinkles, take a little bit and apply it to the top of your hands. That's going to work to start fading the, fading the dark spots, um, improving the texture in the tone. Um, be sure to be moisturizing your hands too. Make sure that you're, you know, adding some emollients. We're washing our hands now more than ever since the pandemic. And right. so what we're doing is stripping out natural oils. So we need to need to put them back in. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Uh, we have a question that asks, what about the best way to deal with melasma? Melasma. Okay. So that's a great question. Melasma is a tough um a tough issue to fight. For those of you that don't know what melasma is, um, kind of a, a, a slang term for it is pregnancy mask. It's discoloration that appears on the face due to additional hormones being in the body. Um, some people will experience this during pregnancy when they're taking um, birth control pills or additional hormones for whatever reason. And it's often around the mouth area, can also be in the orbital zone on the outside of the eyes, and sometimes above the eyebrow on the forehead. Um, it can be very stubborn, but there are some great products that will work on that. One that I know of, honestly, the only one that I can vouch for that was actually developed to fight melasma is by SkinCeuticals. And it's a product called Discoloration Defense. It is a serum. Mm -hmm. It is kind of very watery and thin. It can be used morning and night. It can be even used more than that three times a day. If you wash your face in the middle of the day, you could apply it a third time. And it is one of these products because of its consistency that will go on very early in the serum application um, order if you're using <laughs> multiple serums. But um, it is a product that is designed to really shatter that pigment, shatter the melasma. The clinical studies on it are are absolutely beautiful and the before and after pictures are fantastic. Um, the other thing that can be done that should be done by all of us anyway to really work on that is to make sure you're you're applying your sunscreen completely and thoroughly every single day um, because that is you know, the sun is going to exacerbate any internal hormonal melasma that's coming out. So we want to try and manage it from the outside in as well. Right. And um, a question that I've been asked a lot regarding sunscreen over the years is, well, you know, I'm not going to the beach. I'm not, you know, laying out to get tan. Do I have to wear sunscreen every day? And the answer is yes, because we are receiving the UVA, UVB rays on our face through the window of our car, through the mm -hmm. windows in our home. So even if you are primarily indoors at all times, throw on the sunscreen, just put it on. You'll be thankful later. <laughs> it's, you know, aside from not smoking, applying sunscreen every day is probably the best thing you can do for your skin, period. Again, I wish I'd been told that in my 20s because I didn't do it. And I think I would have very different skin today had I done that. 
Right, right. No, I think that's such a great tip, especially for the back of your hands. I didn't even think about that. You know, when yeah. I'm applying sunscreen, my first thought isn't the back of the hands, but no, I think that's that's great advice. So we have another really great question. Okay. So this person's asking, what about non-surgical options to prevent that facial sagging? Right. That That's probably in the top five questions I get all the time. As we age, you know, the face just, you know, the jowls just start to drop. And as Dr. Simone said in a previous episode, we lose, we're losing volume, right? We're losing mm-hmm. that natural fat that we had in our younger years. And from, you know, from a medical standpoint, if you want to go the route of injections, as I believe he did mention last week, there are a couple of products that will, you know, put the skin back where it was. It's my very technical way of describing that. <laughs> um, I think he mentioned Sculptra as a product that that does that. I have received Sculptra and it's it's a beautiful solution. It's injected. It is then kind of molded by the practitioner's hands mm-hmm. to to literally kind of go up there and lift everything up from the outside in. If you don't want to go the injection route, um, I think there are a couple of devices, little handheld devices on the market that really work beautifully that are microcurrent devices. There's one called um, the New Face. I'm holding it here. Not everybody can see this right now, but at some point you will when we upload the video of this. (laughs) Um, The brand is New Face, N-U-F-A-C-E. This is called the Trinity. And it's got these little microcurrent circles here and you just place it in the areas where you want to lift. I'm like rubbing it right on my jawline and just kind of pushing up. These products actually work. They seriously work. They do the job. The one thing I'll say about them, though, and this really does apply to everything, you've got to be consistent. You've mm. got to do it every day. If and you, how often? Twice a day? Once a day? The, the new face device, you can use it once a day for about five minutes for the first month. Okay. You will see results after the first use. You will see things lift after the first use. After the month, if you've been consistent, you could drop off to three to four times a week. My suggestion is doing it in the morning. So after you've washed your face, when you buy the new face, you have to use the conducting gel that comes with it. If you run out, they also sell that separately. I tried it without the conducting gel. It doesn't feel good and it also doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not just somebody trying to sell you something. But um, I think doing that in the morning is is ideal because then you're going to have that visible lift. You will Mm. look lifted for the day. Um, it's one of these devices that creates, it has a cumulative effect because you're you're basically exercising the muscles in your face, okay? okay. It's kind of like exercising muscles in your body. So you're training your skin to go back where it was. Is it going to look like you had a facelift and be that dramatically lifted? No, but it'll be dramatic enough you'll that you'll see the difference. The difference. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, you got to be consistent. Um, nothing frustrates us fellow estheticians more than people telling us that something didn't work and it turns out that they just weren't using it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's crazy. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I but bet. The, the new face devices are awesome. They're, they really work well. Oh, perfect. Okay. Wonderful. So what would you say is the number one most important thing to not forget to do each day? Cause you're saying, you know, it's important to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the number one most important thing not to forget? Okay, well, I already said sunscreen's the most important thing to do um, every day, but I'm going to put right up there neck and neck with the sunscreen is a moisturizer. So mm-hmm. many people are not moisturizing. 
especially people who um, believe that they have oilier skin. They're, they still So many people still have the belief that putting a moisturizer on is going to make the condition worse, create more oil, and it's actually just the opposite. Hmm. If you have an oilier skin condition and you are not applying a moisturizer, your skin is going to go into this state of depletion and start thinking, oh my gosh, she's never going to give me hydration. She's never going <laughs> to give me moisture or heat. And then your skin actually starts to produce more oil, believe it or not. So okay. the opposite happens. You're not going to dry up. You're actually going to become oilier. If you consistently put a moisturizer on morning and night and the right moisturizer, you know, if you're mm -hmm. an oilier skin condition, you probably don't need something extremely rich, super emollient. It could be something lighter. It could even be water-based. But your skin will then start to, it'll be retrained to know, oh my goodness, she's giving me some topical hydration. I don't need to overproduce oil and it'll it'll balance it out. It'll take a week, 10 days or so, but it will balance out. So I would say okay. using a moisturizer every day, morning and night and mm -hmm. morning, daytime, always using a sunscreen if you do nothing else. Perfect. Con sounds like consistency is key. It is. So, it really yeah. is. It yeah. really is. That's what makes all the difference. All the difference. Well, what about the best product? What's the number one product you would say needs to be in your daily routine? Oh my gosh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> it depends on what what your your greatest concern is. Okay? okay, if your greatest concern is sunspots, discoloration, or the melasma, like we mentioned, then I would be focusing on a chemical exfoliant like the discoloration de defense that I mentioned. Um, that's going to fight and to shatter that pigment. I would um, be using other, you know, chemical exfoliants like vitamin C's to brighten the skin. If, oh my goodness, if dryness if is one of my greater concerns, I would not only be using a moisturizer, I'd probably be adding a hyaluronic acid serum. I'd be adding an extra step of hydration of emollients through a serum. So keep in mind, whatever your number one concern is, find a serum that addresses that concern. Mm -hmm. That's, that is going to be your heavy hitter. And that's what I would say, make that your number one. Let's try and, you know, knock out that issue and then we can go on to the next one. You mm -hmm. can't work, you can't work on more than thing, more than one thing at once though. You're probably just going to have to tackle those one in the morning and one at night with different products. Okay. Um, but we can talk about that later. But it, it kind of sounds expensive, Carolyn. Like, what products are worth the splurge? Are there ones that are more, you know, that are actually cheaper but work well? What would you recommend? Yeah, it does not have to be super expensive, but um, we actually have to take one more quick break. How about we finish that and we'll answer that question as soon as we come back? Okay, we'll be right back on Glow and Tell. Thanks. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. 
It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth. Got a question or want to share a story with Carolyn or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can also send an email to Carolyn at carolyn at glowandtell.net. Now back to the show with Carolyn. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Glow and Tell. I'm Carolyn, and we are here, of course, with Victoria Valinsky, our executive producer. And before we went to break, we were talking about... Um, where where to spend our money in terms of skincare. And I think what I was getting into was establishing what your key concern is and then finding a serum for that. That is definitely the direction I would go, um, is I would focus on serums. But in addition to splurging on serums, if you are anybody who is above the age of 35 or definitely the age of 40, really invest in a nice moisturizer. If you're not sure which one is the right one for you, based on how your skin's feeling, how it's been reacting, um, your lifestyle, go to a professional, go to a spa, go to a, a, a fantastic department store that that sells great brands that you believe in, that you trust, and ask for advice. But I will say a good moisturizer is worth its weight in gold for sure, for sure. So I hope that answered the question. Oh, it did. And that kind of leads me to my next one. Okay. What products or claims are just complete BS. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it it depends on it depends on the brand, honestly, because there are a lot of big claims out there. Um, it will, you know, eliminate your wrinkle. It will right. eliminate the brown spot. Really, we need to manage our expectations as smart consumers and and know that it's going to improve the look and feel. It's going to improve the appearance of that fine line. Most things are not going to eliminate, um, but I will say the one product category, and I mean this with all the respect to every brand and product out there that claims this, but from my experience, anything that says it's going to get rid of cellulite mm. doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't <Dang> work. Dang it. <laughs> and I, yeah, right? I know. I, I wish it did because I s- sure could use it. Um, having you know been on the other side and worked for the companies that made these products, we even talked about that internally. 
um, you know, it, it's going to, again, improve the appearance of your skin. The condition of your skin will look better. It's going to look healthier. It's not going to look as dry. It may feel and certainly look smoother, but I have never seen anything that gets rid of cellulite. So I think if you see that as a claim, you know, just tread lightly and manage your expectations on that one. I mean, I wish it were true, but no, yeah. that's good advice. That's good yeah. advice. Stay yeah. clear of those. Okay. Yes. Well, you know, you did mention, you know, your experience as a teenager, mm-hmm. not knowing where to turn. Mm-hmm. So now that you've been in the business, what would you say, you know, what's the best skincare and most simple regime for preteen and teen boys and girls? Yeah, that that's an excellent question. And personally, I've worked with a lot of teenagers myself, administering facials for them and providing recommendations. And yeah, because of my story, I've got an extra, you know, a big piece of my heart goes out to them because I want to help them and give them what I didn't have. So two things I'll advise to parents out there who have teens that are having issues with their skin. Number one, if you can bring them to a professional for some input and some recommendations, I find that the teens listen to that professional, oftentimes much more so than the parent. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a teen, all you're doing is rebelling against what your parent is saying half the time, right? Exactly. You, know? <laughs> you don't want to listen to mom and dad. <laughs> totally. Totally. So bringing your child to, you know, to a spa or to a cosmetics counter or, or you know, a place that can provide some recommendations, I think is, is step number one. And that would be my recommendation. And step number two, in general, for most teens, I would say if we could get them to wash their face with a decent product, that is step one. It does not have to be a high-end cleanser. Um, Products from Neutrogena, Oil of Olay are great. Most likely, they are going to need an oil-free product, an oil-free cleanser. So that would be my kind of generalized recommendation. But again, like we mentioned earlier, it's about consistency. They need to wash their face twice a day minimum. If the teen is an athlete, if they're, you know, outside sweating, exercising a lot, which I know a lot of my friends' children are, they need to wash their face after practice. They need to wash their face after the game. That is when so much of the harm happens. You get all this embedded dirt oil that, you know, turns into a blackhead and just really congests the pores. So just getting the kids to clean their face, wash their face is step one. And -hmm. then step two, if you can please get them to use a very light moisturizer, ideally that has a sunscreen mixed into it. So again, you can use a drugstore brand like a Neutrogena, an Oil of Olay, something of that nature that has a little SPF 15 in there. That's going to give them a little bit of sun protection when they're out playing sports, when they're outside with their friends, when they're at the pool, what have you. And it's also going to hydrate the skin so we don't get into that overproduction of oil situation that I described earlier. It's going to create a little bit of balance so that if they do get some breakouts, if they get congested pores, everything's going to be able to get cleaned out a little bit easier if you've got some oil in the skin, in the pores to push out all of that dirt and congestion. Right. So cleanser and moisturizer. No, I think that's so important, especially, you know, just like you, I wish I had known this when I was a teenager, but we didn't have that information. No, we didn't. And you made a good point. So kids, a lot of my friends, they travel so much with their kids for sports. They're going Mm -hmm. all over the place. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep up with a skincare routine while you're traveling? Well, again, if nothing else, keep it simple. Focus on packing a cleanser, a moisturizer, and a sunscreen at a minimum. 
Okay. Um, two things you can, you know, you can go to a mass market store, you can go to a Target, you can go to a drugstore and buy the little travel size bottles and just squeeze your product into those bottles. However, most spas and most businesses that sell these products um, outside of the drugstore brand, of course, where there's not somebody to assist you, but the, the places that do ask them for samples, ask them for travel sizes, you know, ask them, you know, I'd be happy to buy the travel sizes because most of us have those and mm-hmm. we love to supply those to our customers, um, to the people that want to, you know, take the regimen on the road. And yeah, traveling's no excuse. It's too easy to, to pack a small bottle and stay at work. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you mentioned Target, which um, is possibly one of my favorite stores. Oh, mine and- too. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So you know how they sell those peel-off masks that are like a dollar or two dollars. Okay, would you recommend using them? Are are they actually good for your skin? Well, they're not bad for your skin, Vic. I mean, they they're going to do an okay job if you're like a jelly mask or a peel-off mask that's offering some hydration. Yes, they are going to, um, you know, make you feel more hydrated than you were when you started. But like a lot of things in this world, you do get what you pay for. And in my experience, products that are at that level, that really kind of super inexpensive couple bucks Mm -hmm. per application level, um, they're not going to deliver, you know, a long lasting result, but they're not going to do any harm. So I think it's, yeah, that's actually a great item to throw in your suitcase when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you get off the plane, if you're extra dehydrated and depleted from flying for six hours, throw that on, you know, when you get to your destination and you're washing your face before you go out for dinner, let's say, throw that on for 15 minutes. That's going to help. Is it going to, you know, create change that's going to last a week or two? Probably not, but it's going to do better than nothing. Right. That's true. And won't break the bank. Easy to travel and carry on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect thing for travel. I love that. Okay. So then that kind of leads me to my own personal question. We've talked about this, but how often do I really need to get facials? Like I know we've talked about maintenance and consistency, Mm -hmm. but you know, on a yearly basis, how many facials do you think I should, I should get? Well, ideally I would say four times a year as the seasons change. Okay. Simply because that is when our skin changes. That's when um, issues crop up and that's when, you know, we really should take a look at and go, oh my gosh, is this cleanser, it's drying me out or I need a heavier moisturizer because, you know, I live in Montana and it's already snowing, right. that sort of thing. So ideally four times a year, twice a year for sure. Um, we have clients at our spa that come in monthly, which mm-hmm. I would say if if time and budget allow, monthly is, is what I would say. Um, we also have some weekly clients. I don't think that is necessary. But, you know, the more, the better you are going to see better results for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, closer to winter months, that's kind of what a lot of people do to prevent that dryness and cracking of the skin, right? Oh, absolutely. And what, what you need to do is, you know, if you are in one of those climates that's actually, you know, lacking humidity and super, super dry, you know, layer on a little extra moisturizer. I have certainly found myself applying my moisturizer and then I'll, you know, go get dressed or do something else, you know, to get ready for the day. And then I'll realize, wow, my skin just drank that up and kind of sucked it in. I put a little more on. So it's okay to apply extra product if you're in an extreme circumstance. If you're super, super stressed, your skin Mm. may may get drier as well. I know mine has. So there are so many different conditions that can create an issue like that. And in that case, you know, just throw your logic in, go with your gut, 
apply some more product. It, it may not, you may not need to buy something completely new for that one moment in time or for those right. two weeks out of the year that are frigid, but yeah, just to use a little bit more. Well, okay. So I know we, you know, we talked about sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I live in the mile high city. Yeah. So much sun. I get sunburned all of the time. Right. What would you say is a good aftercare after a sunburn? Oh gosh. Again, you're going back to hydration. So you're going to want to make sure that you are using a really emollient moisturizer. And remember that emollient moisturizer, a rich moisturizer, doesn't mean heavy. It okay. just means a moisturizer that, that has the proper ingredients to really replenish the skin and not make it feel like you're, you know, you're wearing Vaseline on it or, you know, something occlusive in that nature. But you just want to, you know, baby it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not great to pee, it's not great to peel the sunburn. Um, I think it's ideal for it to just kind of naturally fall off. Use a washcloth when you wash your face if you want to remove some of that skin that's kind of flaking and falling off. And if you have a hydrating serum, um, SkinCeuticals, one of my favorite brands, um, they have a hydrating B5 gel serum that's really beautiful and very, very hydrating. Also, any hyaluronic acid would be great to put on underneath your moisturizer. That's going to help you recover a little bit quickly, a little bit quicker. Good to know. Good to know. And I can attest to skin SkinCeuticals because listeners, before I met Carolyn, I was a water and soap girl. Mm-mm, <laughs> no, she taught me the ways. So such a great product. So yeah. like you said, consistency, right? Consistency yeah. is key. That, that's what's going to create the change for sure. For sure. Oh, I love so, that. Let's see. What other questions? I know that some were sent to me as well. Um when should we start to use anti-aging products and what about eye creams? Okay, so I'm going to take the latter part of that. Eye creams, they are definitely worth it. They're made for that part of the skin where we don't have oil glands. They are worth mm. the splurge. They're worth the investment. People are not just trying to sell you a bill of goods. They actually help. So definitely do the eye cream. Definitely do the eye cream? Absolutely. Okay. Invest in eye cream. And that's something you can use year round. That's not something that's going to need to change season to season. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. And that's something you would splurge on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Worth its weight in gold. And when would you say you should use those anti-aging products like in your 30s? Prevention is key. I would start in my mid-30s. Mid-30s for sure. Absolutely. Well, I better get started then. (laughs) Get going. You look fabulous. Okay. It looks like we are winding up for the day. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into Glow Intel today. I hope this was helpful, informative, and be sure to tune in next week where we're going to have Barb Steinberg, teen life coach, talking about teen girls and what's going on with their glow, and Farah Reed the week after that. And um, thanks so much. Feel free to email me, carolyn at glowintel.net, if you have any other questions. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Glow and Tell. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Didn't get your question in? Be sure to call in again next week. We wish you a wonderful week.